Last time on the Dungeon Patrol, the party was pummeled by a giant statue powered with the spirit of an anointed monk. But their valiant effort granted them the access they sought. They discovered the abbess was, in fact, Kalshal's aunt, and their reunion shed light on his family's hidden past and unlocked new potential for his heirloom sword. Will the rest of the journey to Umberstone prove uneventful? Find out now. Pretty good. Good, good. That's good. <laughs> Episode thirty. That's wow, kind of fun. Big kind three of, zero. We're mature now. Yeah, we're getting somewhere. We're like we should have like bought a house. And <laughs> got a mortgage on our keep, and we got a oh yeah, mortgage on our keep. And we're in debt already. Uh, paying yeah. off college loans. <laughs> So, yeah, it's a pretty big uh, milestone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone's sad. Everyone's really sad about that. Um, so, last episode, uh, we uh, it was kind of a weird one because uh, you guys got killed off right away and yeah. you were not too happy with me. Lame. Or the monks. And uh, so, but we got through it, you know. Yeah, they're going to regret that Yelp review, though. (laughs) (laughs) No one's going to stay there. Um, And they sent you off, uh, you know, like you got to know your aunt a little bit, learned a ton about your history and general history and all that fun stuff. Questioning all my life decisions, that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. What was the big thing? The big thing was your sword, right? The really cool but somewhat gross sword. Yeah. Do you have a name for your sword? Um, I think he just names everything Darkstar. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that would have been the logical choice. Right. I've already right. named the horse that right. without even knowing where we were with the, like. Ask your horse if he's okay with the name change. <laughs> he, he has to have been like just chuckling evilly this whole time. Like he named his horse that. He had no idea. I was so happy you named your horse that. And you're playing along with the whole thing. It was, it was cool. It was, yeah, I had, I really truly didn't know. Um. So you're, you're, yeah, you can call your sword or whatever, but that stone that you plopped in there and made the whole room go black when it when it connected that uh I don't know if it's called the dark star or you don't know if it's called the dark star if that's just what your aunt called it, but it seems kind of fitting that, you know, mm. Solhad and your connection with him and your horse and all of that and it's kind of what it looks like this small glinting sort of faintly but mostly totally black gem that's now sitting in your sword, making it black. I'll have to think about what I will name it. Every good sword needs a name. So uh, maybe Jerry. <laughs> this is good at killing things. Yeah, I'm not or not dark, that or great. Just darker star. Yeah, darkest star. Darkest star. So we uh, we left you guys off there, but first we have some game science business to oh, cover yeah. here. Oh, Who, yeah. Who's using the dice this week? That be Bjorn. Bjorn. And what do you got over there, Bjorn? I have the fire with yellow, a nice translucent uh, dice, which I 
to prefer for the game science, but they are rolling well so far in the practice. So awesome, getting them warmed up. You bet. Oh, that's great. Make sure you get the pictures. People are liking the pictures. Yeah, you took the pictures of. Yeah, I've been taking I've fun. been taking photos of them before I uh, before they, they would look probably they go look good in your, your fancy wormwood three though. Yes, some of these uh, gem versions though, like the uh, you know the amethyst I can think of, yeah. the topaz. When the light just catches those things, it is crazy. They yeah. sparkle. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I like the opaque ones too. They're just a very nice color. Very uh, very well done, and they rolled great, at least for me last time. They, they rolled well for me. Yeah. Um, my coffee didn't do so well for me last <laughs> you week. You were not happy with no. the coffee. Uh, well, hopefully uh, Bjorn has better luck. Yeah, make sure you get your tray, though, you know, because... The whole tray? The whole tray, because it's it's Wormwood. It's beautiful. And this hey, episode hey. could, in the future, be brought to you by that, <laughs> if we could get another sponsor. By Wormwood Hickory, which uh, I like. We'll, we'll promote them once they send us some swag. Well, so. but, yeah. but if we send them a picture and like, hey, look what we're using. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. It is gorgeous, I gotta say. Yeah, it's beautiful stuff. A little bit of tray envy. Mm-hmm. A little bit. <laughs> Trey Envy. Uh, so now that Bjorn's using the dice, this is going to be your chance to win those dice. You can go to, if you haven't already signed up for one of the previous weeks, you can go to dungeonpatrol.com slash dice and enter. You only need to enter once. So if you've already entered, don't bother. Uh, this is mostly for new listeners and uh, feel free to go and you can uh, have a chance to win these dice. And if you're not lucky, like some of us, you can go to gamescience.com and enter a code that gets you 10% off a purchase of $20 or more. What's that code? What is that? Does anybody know the code? Uh, no, I kind of just... We don't have to because you do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is 39DP19A. Ah. Uh. Thora, you're my savior. Uh, thank you again for knowing the code. This is why Thora does all the emotional labor for us. <laughs> that, is, that is very true. Uh, so, yes, go Which to Game Science. There's a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's way too much. Uh, go to GameScience.com and, and pick out your own dice and, you know, select your own ink color and everything. It's fun and... Uh, help them out if you can because they've been uh, great to work with for us and we're happy we can give away some free dice to all of you out there. Um, So last time you guys were just wrapping up your conversation with your aunt. You got goodie bags from Nareem, uh, sort of an apology, sort of a thanks for playing. Um, You actually didn't tell us what literally was in there. (laughs) We were offering suggestions. We need to say, (laughs) I look in the gift bag. Yeah. No, there, there was a, he gave you each a potion, a uh, healing okay. potion. Um, and, uh, you know, they can't spare a lot because they have this whole army they're training. Supplying secretly. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm getting looks. What, what well, is I, I'm just a, literally. A whole bag for a healing yeah, potion? Yeah, is it, is it, there's a single potion in this bag. <laughs> and just, yeah, exactly. A lot of tissue kind of just padded out. Crinkly. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a gift bag. It's supposed to be decorative too, right? I, I mean, Make you feel good. It's almost mandatory though. Gift bag has a candle. Yeah, some tea. <laughs> yes, scented candles. Did the monks heal us up all the way, right? Uh, yes. We, you were but they used some the kind way. of spell that we think. Yeah, you think. Or was it a Mr. Miyagi massage? Yeah, it could have been a power in the room. Oh, sure. Oh, that's right. 
Um, so that room was uh, kind of magical and would prevent you from dying. We'll just bring the room with us then. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yep. Yeah, everyone just a tile. Like I'll that. just pull out one tile. Can we fit that in the bag of holding? <laughs> <laughs> Stand on the one tile. Look what I have, guys. Uh, <laughs> Make sure you fall to your death on the tile when you do. Uh, so you got some some potions, uh, four potions. Uh, there was one one gift bag, so it was multiple potions. Oh, it's getting oh, cheaper and cheaper yeah. as we go. <laughs> Last week, it's like, oh, we all got it. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like, like one bag. you're on Oprah or something. It's just, you get a potion. You, you get, get a potion. And, uh, and at least some tea. <laughs> yeah. Well, like they're, they're happy to feed you, too. And you could stay the night if you wanted. But you guys, no. I think, last time opted to carry we're ready on. to get out of this place. Yeah, we're not, we're not fans. All right. Well, um, so your aunt is very sad to see you go. She is, obviously has work to do training these monks, getting them out there to defend the mountains. And she's doing a bang up job of that. <laughs> she's trying. She's trying. Um, and uh, so she tells you to be careful. Beloved nephew, come back to me as, as soon as you can. I and, shall uh, put you on the list of places I need to go back to. Yes. <laughs> Your list is growing pretty pretty yeah, quickly. She can, she can be farther down the list at this point in time. Yeah. She mm. seems cool, right? No. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't want to make me multi-class into monk just yet. Not yet. Uh, so you guys are heading out and uh, you're able to, um, you know, walk out freely. The monks go back to their training. Uh, she tells you that if you follow the path, um, it's not quite as well maintained. But if you go back down the thousand steps or whatever that led up to the rim of this caldera, you can take a right, hang a right, and straight on till Umberstone and the dwarves. All right. Okay. Okay. So you guys head on out and you've managed to find your way. And I'll say it's about... Uh, what time did I say last time it was? It's pretty early it was, in the day. That's yeah, pretty early. So we'll say you... We leave after lunch. Leave after lunch. It's starting to get dark. Um, and you guys can camp out if you want. Yeah, we'll look around for a good spot. Okay. So you find a nice sh sheltered kind of uh, uh, alcove um, off the off the trail... Uh, there's a little bit of an overhang, so it should protect you from rain or snow if you uh, get any of that overnight. And uh, if you start a little fire there, the rocks, it should be sheltered, so people from the coming from either side of the trail shouldn't be able to see it. Looks like a pretty good spot. All right. I'll cook up a nice meal, put on a pot of tea. Nice. Okay. I swipe from the monks. <laughs> uh, so you guys set up camp and call shows cooking away anybody else doing anything uh, I need somebody to look at this sword closer though I, I will I will examine the sword and uh, I will do a ritual identify on it alright so that's going to take you a few minutes to 10, ten? it takes me 10 minutes <laughs> Okay. on the spot Ten I'll minutes. Her, I'll make her some hot tea. Uh, well, then you know the more. yeah the tea's done uh, yeah. um, when she's done. So, um, you guys can start that. Anyone else doing anything? Just setting up camp. Yeah, <laughs> there's just <laughs> a lot of blank um, stairs. 
Halloran just slips away into the shadows. Yeah. Kick my big halfling feet up and grab my halfling pipe and my halfling tobacco. Yeah, it'd be and, nice if uh, somebody else tended to the horses too. I mean, oh, it yeah, seems like I do everything around that here. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah. And Ajax could use a good brushing. I can brush Ajax. <laughs> like brush- seems, tending to the horses is a little bit more difficult for me than than it may think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, didn't think about that. Ajax is more my size. Well, and your sideburns. I'm yes. on horse number 14, so I may not be the best person to care for the horses. Well, you don't even have horses, right? You left your horses down at far below. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, we right. did. Trudging along like... Cole Show still found a way to complain about ten, not tending to the horses. Well, we would have gone... Well, hold on. No, remember we asked the monks to take care of them yeah. when we were down there. Yeah. You yeah, did we not would... bring them up the mountain. No. But we're we're getting we're, so we're on our way to where that's at. No, no we're mm-hmm. on the way to Umberstone to meet with the dwarves. It's further along. Yeah, further along, deeper into the mountains. We're up in the mountains at this point. Oh, so the thousand steps. When I said you go back the thousand steps, that's just the the very last part, the stairway that brings you up to the lip of the caldera, and then you can go down into where the monastery is and the little town that surrounds it. Because there was far below and in between, and we're at in between. <laughs> we wouldn't, wouldn't want to just leave the horses. We have them tended, the monks yeah, tending they, to them. Yeah, that's what they do down at far below. That's all well, how do. far is it to Umberston? Um, it's probably another day's travel from here. Hmm. If it's good enough for Frodo, it's good enough for us. He's really sad not having his horse. I'm very attached to my horse. Uh, uh, you just wanted to show him like his namesake. Look at this, Dark was, Star. Exactly. He'll get down there and like, we renamed him. <laughs> but the, the horses could not navigate these narrow mountain trails very well. And they would just be risking, you know, a nice broken ankle. And then well, you have to kill the horse and it's not worth it. Yeah. Ajax might be at home though. Oh, Ajax is loving this. Oh. <laughs> Fine. Okay, so no you're horses. You're the only one with a horse right now. But uh, Ajax is getting his coat brushed out by Bjorn, and Aileron's doing something in the shadows. We I'll, don't know. I'll make sure to do all the horse-related chores that we have left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, done. Uh, look at that. I'm done. Uh, so that's it. The night passes. You guys want to roll some perception? No, I'm no. sleeping. Not really, but <laughs> nah, I'm well, good. well, before hold on, before that, yeah. with the sword. Yeah, I do. I did the identify. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah the sword. Yes. Um, so <laughs> it's uh, it's strange. Uh, it's unlike any sort of magic you've uh, felt before. Um, you know that there's uh, it's powerful, uh, chaotic. Mm-hmm. Um. Lots of potential. You just have no way of telling what exactly it does now, other than what I already told you, <laughs> which it can you can use it to uh, change the shape. But uh, little GM's fiat there, I think. Cheap. Incredibly powerful. Yes, and it looks cool. I suspect it is shaped by the user. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh... <laughs> so what you're saying is you don't know. Uh, no, I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> Under to her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but thanks for telling us that too. <laughs> it, it, it is powerful and no, no, there's a, there's a story behind it, which hopefully we'll get there if you guys, you know, are still alive. And, um, 
that explains why it's it's hard to hard to figure out so um but worth 10 minutes of your time sure and now there's tea so everyone's happy perceptions please I got a 20. 20? Oh, that's pretty good. Just just pretend, like any squirrel or anything, attack it. Just to see if there's any kind of power that can be wheeled from I it. I was still trying to decide if I want to turn this thing into a great sure. sword. I got the four. Four? Because I'm sleeping. <laughs> okay, Elrond. 17. 17? Cultural. 12. 12? So, Bjorn, as you are, uh, you know, Ajax is all combed out, brushed out, looking great, uh... And he hops away from you and goes back to Thora. Um, you guys have a nice meal prepared by Call Show. You settle down. Everyone's kind of taking care of their equipment. And um, But just as you're drifting off that night, you think you hear something in the distance. It sounds like a, you know, a howl or a horn or something. Just, you know, it's really far away. So it doesn't even really register as a, as a threat in your mind as you're going to sleep. But you can tell it's something's bouncing around in the, you know, valleys and stuff uh, through the mountain passes, and and it just just registers on the en- edge of your mind as you're falling off to sleep. Okay. So, does it not wake me? No. Like oh. I said, it's far enough away that you oh, okay. you can tell people when you wake up in the morning. It's like echoing through the valleys and whatnot. Yeah, you can okay. tell it's a long ways away. Okay. Um, so you wake up, nothing happens. I, I, I would like to say that you still have to sleep with, on like it. on the sword. Or oh whatever, yeah. Or if you wanted it. to do that, you could, you could do that. I'm going to try that out since I don't have my horse. I'm going to turn it into <laughs> a great sword. Okay. So when you wake up the next morning and you, uh, examine, hopefully you didn't leave it in your scabbard or anything. Um, cause that's shredded now. No, I, I would have. Had the foresight to not do that. <laughs> okay. So you pulled it out, slept the with it. cold steel, right? Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, you can tell right away when you wake up, uh, it's close by. As soon as you grab it, it's it's significantly larger, heavier, and it's it's transformed overnight. Wow. Look at this. That's a beaut. What was your word last time? Swirl it around a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Swirl it around. Swirl it. It's a, it's a style. It. <laughs> but you now, how do you carry it if it doesn't fit the scabbard? Well, you know, I didn't think of that, but uh, I remember. It, it, it didn't. You'd think that would have came with the scabbard if it knew that it was going to do this. The scabbard itself else would change. I'm sure we can rig something up. Yeah. yeah I, he's, a, he's a barbarian. So really. Big scabbard, like a loose scabbard. Yeah. I'll figure something out. And who says he's going to ever stop swirling it? Maybe he doesn't need a scabbard. Swirl, right? swirl, swirl. So did, did Conan have a scabbard? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't he strap it to his back? He yeah. did. And that, I mean, that is what I'll have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Piece it's of cake. Fine. You just put it on your horse. Except. No. So oh, rude. <laughs> so rude. Uh, okay. I have a lot of supplies in this bag, so I'll, I'll fashion something. Okay. And you had that leather. You had. Bought some extra, maybe you had some extra leather from when you're going to redo that dagger. I, I did. I did buy some leather. Yeah. So yeah, you got you have supplies. You can make this work. Um, so I've been sitting around for four hours while they they still slept, <laughs> and I have to wait around to watch him fashion something out of his scrap leather. Yeah. 
Maybe you could have done that in your extra four hours. Mm, there you go. Do you watch us be crafty. while we sleep? Arts and crafts in the night. Closely. Closely. Mm-hmm. Nice. Arts and crafts with Alaron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At 3 a.m. You need to bedazzle this. That's what you need to do. Uh, well, I would. That's something I would listen to for sure. Um, anyway, so you wake up the next day, That'd breakfast, nice all of podcast. that, <laughs> and you guys can carry on. We'll say that you managed to quickly rig up something that's satisfactory. For okay, you. I'm getting impatient. Let's go find some drawers. I want to see if this sword is really sharp now. <sighs> Maybe something will try to kill us. Yeah. There's <laughs> lots of size, man. Um, let's all support Cull's show yeah. with his new toy that he has. I, it's it's about four, probably four feet tall, right? No, maybe three, three and a half, four feet tall. It's a great sword, so it's pretty tall. So it's mm, a great sword's longer than that. Well, then it's taller than me. Probably. That was like four to five, four feet. I thought it was, or maybe I'm just it thinking of Claymore like six. It might be yeah, closer to that. Oh, it's be, impressive, yeah. It's very impressive. It's still black. And the jewel is still in the pommel. And uh, you guys carry on and go through the day. Uh, I don't know if you told everyone what you heard. Yeah. Oh, wait. Did you you guys hear that horn? The horns going off last night through the, the valleys? No. Nope. No. It seemed like it was a, light, a ways away, but I heard it kind of echoing, bouncing off the valleys. And uh, you continue to walk. You don't hear anything else on the rest of your journey, but the weather starts to take a turn for the worse. Um, it's starting to get uh, look like it's going to be a, a snowstorm at some point. You guys try to pick up the pace as best you can because you want to make it to this uh, obelisk that you were told about that marks the edge of the dwarven territory. And, uh, you know, so you just managed to make it there. Um before nightfall and it's strange as you come up upon this thing because you it looks like it's faintly glowing it's a solid you know dark stone kind of a dark granite obelisk there are lots of runes carved in it Um, they don't make any sense to you even Bjorn Um, it must be some strange older version of dwarven script that you're not familiar with but they seem to faint, or faintly glow blue. I don't. I can't read Dwarvish. I just speak it. Oh, you just speak it? Yeah, that's what oh, okay. Ansel taught me. But he didn't tell me how to read Dwarvish. Just okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, so you come upon it. So this must be. I mean, it's the only thing. Um, and it's sits right along the path. And you guys can set up camp here, if you want. There's a nice little. You know, a little bit of shelter. Is the snow accumulating? Uh, it's starting to come down very gently now, okay. but the wind is also picking up. Are these mountains snow-capped? Uh, yeah, most yeah. of them are. are there, is there stories of the Yeti in this universe? <laughs> uh, you can roll, see if you've heard of Yetis. Okay. That's uh, history, right? Uh, Fifteen. Uh, no, you never heard of Yetis before. But big feet because there's halflings. Yeah. Uh, how about the, with the 21? Have I heard of Yetis with the 21? <laughs> yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you did. You have heard of stories of Yetis. I knew it. Oh. Yeah. What, so, what does a Yeti? It's like a giant uh, 
It's a uh, white book, Bigfoot. Yeah, white Bigfoot. Like an Asian. He's he's talking as Colcho. Yeah, as Colcho. Yeah, it's not a creature as a, bigger than you. Yeah, it's a big hairy beast that inhabits the mountains. Some people say no one's ever really, really seen them. Uh, typical uh, drivel. Yeah. So fantasies created by farmers and they're drunk at night. <laughs> <laughs> Just think of it like a hairy ogre. I mean, why is it so far fetched? Yeah, exactly. We just fought something that from turned from stone into. <laughs> they're they're fairly reclusive, so that's good. Yeah. Um. So I s- assume you guys are sitting up camp. Uh, you probably you were told that you could see Umberstone from this marker, but with the weather being the way it is, you can just. You know, you can tell there's something up ahead, like a dark shape on the horizon uh, as the sun is setting. Mm. Um, so you think you are obviously at the right place. Can I, can I uh, um, examine the obelisk? Or sure. Would, would that be investigation? Yeah, you could do Arcana. Or... Oh, okay. Uh, 16. 16. Um, as you come closer to it, you can definitely tell that it is magical, that it is the runes themselves are glowing faintly. And, uh, you, you think it's some kind of, you know, beacon or that's maybe one of the things that it, that it is some, you know, you're not quite sure, but you just get the sense that it's some kind of. You know, it's not just a marker, like a visual thing. Like a, there's something else to it. It's deeper than that. Okay. So, setting up camp like previous night. Yes. Maybe yes. we find any sort of sheltered spot. Yeah, there is a there is a little rock uh, next to the beacon and little overhang again that you could, you know, set up a tent and. Um, hopefully get some shelter from most of the wind and cold that you're pretty sure is coming now. Yeah, well, we will hunker around a fire. All right. So you set up, everything's going along just swimmingly. And Elrond's taking care of the horses again. I'm on it. (laughs) Ajax is getting brushed, uh, getting a little uh, pipe tobacco in in his coat. But, uh, and, uh, nightfall comes and the storm does truly Uh-oh. start to, um, here comes the battle map. Yes. I put a map up to show where you're at. How many hit points do you have, Thora? Uh, Thora has 43. Okay. So make sure everyone's healed up. And Elrond's still at negative 12. Sorry, Elrond. Uh, you have 39. Sure. <laughs> How many do you really have? You're the GM, so <laughs> that was that's a total Elrond move. <laughs> it would be. I probably deserve it. Twenty eight. I found it. Okay. Okay. We'll go with twenty eight. Does anybody actually have a tent? No, I just have like adventure pack, so it's not a tent. I really do not. No one had a tent. Okay. No. Well, I mean, well, there's a tent on your map, so. We might have picked it up. Somewhere. You found a tent. Surely in that hall of stuff in that cave with the drow. Holding. Yeah. Oh yeah. There probably for sure was a tent or something. 
enough oh. canvas to make a tent. Exactly. Okay. I'll write tent down on yeah, my on good. my sheet then just because I I don't know. I'll craft a tent with my four hours that night. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Oh, just okay. but, but for yourself, and then you'll crawl in. But <laughs> <laughs> we're sitting out in the cold. An Aleron-sized tent. Uh, just for me. Yeah, it doesn't look like a very big big tent, so it'll be like a puppy pile inside. Yeah. Well, you'll stay warm. Are you going to sleep on your sword tonight? Uh, on it? No. Don't you have to sleep on it? Yeah. <laughs> it. Yeah, he said change, sleep on it. To change yeah. the sleep size. on it. Oh, to, to change, change it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it more literal. That <laughs> 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 you're all uncomfortable. Uh, this cold steel in your back. <laughs> this mace was a really bad idea. <laughs> uh, so I should have made that one of the rules. That would have been awesome. Um, anyway, so that night uh, you're sitting around. Things are progressing like the previous night, and everyone's getting you know settled in and around the fire, and the wind's picking up. You've got the tent set up, but then you all hear the horns. Uh, and they're much closer this time, and there are multiple horns, and they're kind of echoing around, bouncing up the rocks. The, you know, the blowing wind is making them sound, you know, like they're coming from all different directions, and you are starting to get a little bit alarmed. You know, could be dwarves out on patrol or something. You're not quite sure what's going on, but it, you know, the wind and the horn sound is kind of got you on edge is there anything familiar about the horns um familiar about the horns uh they do sound like horns you can tell that now you'd recognize orcish horns right like well yeah well i don't know i don't know what i i mean are there distinctive horn styles to be like oh yeah that's that's a orcish war three times there's some trouble if it goes off three times in a row there's some white walkers around yeah. Um, and uh, nightfall comes, uh, the horns are sounding, and then you you feel like you hear, you know, a horn coming from the dark shape in the distance that you thought was Umberstone. Definitely sounds different. Um, not the same, you know, tone uh, as the horns you hear all around you. And as you guys are puzzling on that, we have our weapons out and we're ready. <laughs> Pointing to the low visibility snow. I think something comes. Is it yes. like blizzard visibility? It's blizzard visibility. And uh, you guys are on edge already and um, you hear what you sound like, uh, you know, some large footprints crunching through the snow coming through the darkness and it's time to Luminous. roll <laughs> time <you> to roll <laughs> initiative okay. I find it funny after we've been buried in snow for months now and now the snow is melting now you put us back into a blizzard we're in the mountains yep. in the mountains you are in the mm. mountains okay so let's do that initiative thing and I will doing some lighting effects on the map, huh? Am I? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with it's the part map. Of, you can do that where it's just more of a viewpoint where you can put a radius on the light. So that's all we can oh, see. Oh yeah, I did try to do something so you could see uh, that's blue. Our, that's kind of what just from the obelisk. But you mm, guys can all cool. see each other. Everything's yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. It's um, radius. 
And let's say, Cull Show, what did you get? 22. Not too shabby. Thora? 18. All right. Aileron? 22. Nice. Bjorn? 22. Whoa. Well, you guys will have to decide who goes first in that mess. So, and my little friend here, wherever that was, is... (laughs) Okay. Well, that's not good. So... This crunching sound coming closer, coming closer. Uh, so I am going to actually shout out Luminos and turn that light on. Okay. So the light goes on, and let me just uh, lighten up the area then, if I can. And that do anything? Nope. No. Nope. Well, that's a bummer. Okay, so um, I'll have to change that. Talk amongst yourselves while I get this set so up. So just so you know, you can't be surprised, right? Oh, that's yeah. Elrond's thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think they were... No, but that, that uh, the uh, beast that we fought surprised us. But yeah, but it, it, it didn't get show. advantage over us. Right. I mean... We didn't get well, he just problem. got a free turn, yeah. but he wouldn't have got an attack on you if he tried to attack you. Well, it could get an attack, but it wouldn't get advantage per the surprise rules. Possibly, but it wouldn't have a surprise at you at all. I don't know if it would be able to surprise you. Like, it would get a surprise attack on you if he mm. didn't surprise you. I suppose. I don't know. It's an interesting we'll check the question. Because yeah. I know you can't be surprised if you're conscious. Hmm. So if there's... I don't know how that works. So in 5e, there is a surprise round. Yes. Though. Yep. So if it acted in the surprise round, then, then I could we too. were all surprised. And yeah, then he Correct. should have also got to act in a surprise round. Correct. Well, the map is being a little funky. So. Yeah, they do that. Okay. You can see it's kind of uh, looking around. But now you see a large figure <gasps> covered in animal pelts and. Uh, snow and it looks to have uh, bluish white skin and it's it's enormous um, and it's trudging through the snow doesn't even see you looks like it's like head down just kind of clomp 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 heading towards either you or the obelisk which is now glowing even brighter in the um darkness uh you can still see it with your luminos being activated you can still see the blue you know so it's radiating some kind of its own you know magical light too well i will shout out hark who goes there and you hear this what who's there it is i call show but i asked you first (laughs) (laughs) don't tell it your don't tell it your name Cull show? Are you an orc? No. <laughs> so, I'm Angier. I'm here to destroy this obelisk. You best stand aside. What did the obelisk do to you? <laughs> it is my mission to destroy this. So he comes marching into view. You can see him. If you want to roll to see yeah, what no, he how, is. How... How tall is he? What would you see? 
Uh, let's see. What are we rolling? History? For history. History. 18. 13. Um, he's a he's a huge giant. Yeah. And he's blue, so... Big blue giant. Yeah. So, what did you guys get? 18. 18. So, you recognize that, not through anything you've seen before, but through stories. It's a what you believe is a frost giant. Are you a yeti? <laughs> and you Fair hear him, question. <laughs> and laugh. <laughs> no, I'm a frost giant. I'm here to destroy the obelisk. Stand aside. Ask him why. Why, why are you doing that? Uh, isn't that what the dwarves use? Don't we need the obelisk? Might we need it? Yeah. The, the dwarves die tonight. Oh, oh, that's yeah. rude. Why? Okay. It's also magic. If he strikes that, that might go badly for anybody in range. Why? Well, who's killing the dwarves? Uh, me and my brothers and sisters. The attack has already started. Uh, okay. That's what we heard the horns oh, for. Oh, that's too bad. We really need them alive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid you're out of luck, little, little man. Ooh. Well... And it's fighting words. Yeah, let's do okay, it. You guys yeah. jump on this if you want to go first. You're all, I'll tell you. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm go. afraid tonight you may be out of luck, oversized. Quit talking and just. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. My um, sword is bigger than yours. I will rage and charge him. Okay. So we had a whole conversation, but I think he only speaks giant. So I don't yeah. know if any of you speak giant. I speak giant. giant. Okay. Yeah, so perfect. maybe we were talking in giant. Then. Yeah, awesome. Uh, and you're raging and running forward? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Oh, I didn't order your uh, things because I was messing with the map. And there you go. Do your worst. Uh, Kulshul will go first, right? That's what Mm -hmm. you decided? Yeah. Okay. Who do you want to go second? You can go second. So I would actually be two spaces. Yeah, if you just drag him up. I would have just just charged straight to him. You want to be here? Yeah. You can just drag his... his, Well, uh, you're not charging through the fire, I assume. I would have sleeped over it. Jerry? Okay. What? You can just drag, take Kulshul and just drag him to the top. Just click and drag. It should should bring him to the top. Of the turn order. Oh, yeah. I see what you're you getting should, at. There you go. There you go. Yep. show. Okay. Raging, charging Raging. over yep. the fire, through the storm, towards the frost giant. Yes, that's what I do. Impressively, uh, no. Uh, so the first one is not going to be hit. I rolled a two. Okay. And the second one is only going to be ah a 16. 16. That hits. <gasps> Good job. Good job, Kulshul. <laughs> Pat on the back. It's 11 damage. 11 damage. Okay. So you charge him and take a mighty swing with your new, uh, what is it? A uh, giant? I got a great, uh, giant slaying great sword. A <laughs> giant slaying <laughs> a great sword, right. So it's a great sword and you take a swing and miss him and he's still kind of chuckling at you and then you land a hit on his thigh and crunches in and he's now now very upset. And Bjorn, you're following that. Yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and just... Uh... Get a little bit closer, but out of range. So, kind of where that those uh, the AC is on the map. Yep, and one to your right. There you go. And let's go see if we can plug in a couple of things into them. All right. 
Shoot away. So now we're fighting giants. So it's a 24 to hit. Uh, that hits. That'll be a hunter's mark on him. Okay. That's 15 points of damage. That's piercing damage. Piercing damage. Got it. Um, a second attack. That's a 28 to hit. That hits. Can you even get below a 20 anymore? Is that possible? Yeah, I did earlier. <laughs> okay. Don't rub it in, you know. Um, that's 13 points of hit. And then my last attack. Dang. That's a 23 to hit. Uh, hits. And that's my nine points of damage. Okay. Still quite an impressive round. How much did round. I move there? Just like 10, 15 feet? Yeah. Just um, 10 feet, really. No, 15. Okay. So you're going to stay there? I'm going to kind of move maybe two more to the to the right there. There you go. Let's start circling around. Okay. Yep. Aleron, you're okay. up. Okay. As a bonus action, I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon to summon a Spectral Dagger of Force to attack the creature. Is this something new? Just a different spell. Oh, yeah. No, that's cool. I don't think you've used Try it before. Try something new, and I rolled a nat 20. Oh. Nice. So okay. then as a bonus action, attacks every round. That's right. So that's going to be a 1d8. A little more powerful than a little dagger. Um, so we're looking at uh, 14 points of damage. Oh. All right. So that's my bonus action. So if I cast a bonus action spell, can I cast another you, spell? You cast a spell, the action itself of attacking was the no, bonus. No, the casting time the casting time is one bonus action. Oh, then of course, yep. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, do a cantrip. I can do a cantrip. Okay, yep. that's fine. I'm happy or with a cantrip. Um, yeah, I'll do good old sacred flame and have the shadow spite of the creature. So that's a dex saving throw decks all right giants are pretty dexterous um not really and he totally bombs that got a six okay so we'll do another two points of damage from that nice that's radiant damage yes okay i'm gonna stay where i am stay where you're at perfect thora you're up so thora will try an eldritch blast okay so straight at the giant. Ah, 19. Uh, so 26. No, 27. Yes, definitely a hit. All right. So that is... I haven't, I haven't blasted in so long. Okay, I forgot. <laughs> D10 plus 5. Keep no, blasting. It is... Uh, but I get two beams. Yep. Oh, but I have to roll for each of them. Yep. That's right. Okay, so the first one is uh, 10 damage. Wow, okay. And the second one ooh, is a 15? Yes. Ah. They're, they're big fellas. Yeah. And that is 12 damage for the second. Nice. nice. So 22 total. It's pretty good. And so he's uh, he's 
staggering around like all of a sudden bolts are hitting him and force energy is hitting him and this little guy's you know chopping away at his leg and it's his turn though so he's going to roar right at you cull show and he takes his great axe and makes a mighty swing right towards you and misses but he gets another attack and that is a 23 that hits and that's gonna do some damage but you're raging right i am right what was your first attack uh, it was, I rolled a two. Oh, okay. Just because his AC is Because my AC is an 18 right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that would have been, uh, I think an 11 for him. Okay. Um, so that's 3d12. I get to use the 12 sided die again. <laughs> so you're right though. It wouldn't have mattered either way. <laughs> the second attack. Mm-hmm. And I rolled pretty well. Um, that is 35 damage. Ow. So that's going to be halved, right? Yep, in half. And so that's 18. 18. 18 damage. Oh, my gosh. He hits pretty hard, huh? He does hit pretty oh. hard. <laughs> Not bad, big guy. But now it's your turn, Call Show. Let's see what that great sword can do to his other leg. That would be a hit with a 20 to hit. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and roll the second one, too. And a 17 to hit. Nice, both hits. Both hits. So, so the first hit is going to be a 13. Nice. And a 9. And 15. Wow. Okay. So two big swipes. Two big swipes chopping away at this mighty creature before you. Good job. And Bjorn, you're up. And you, you're using your bonus damage, right? For your age? Yes. Oh. Yeah. I know. Okay, sorry. I try. <laughs> We're no, doing... that's a lot of damage. I was just... Yeah, no, that's good. Good damage. Uh, not as much as a halfling, but what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> it's the crossbow that does all the work. Uh, all right. That's a 14. That is a miss. That's a 27. That is a hit. It's 13 points of damage. All right. And my bonus is an Addy 20. I feel like I've not rolled an Addy 20 in a long time. <laughs> That's 23 points of damage. Whoa. Oh. Seriously? Yep. Dang. And then I'm going to take, uh, let's go 15 feet up there. Okay. If we could keep him from hitting me again, that uh, would be the other ideal. Way. I kind of want to wrap around him. There you go. Perfect. All right. So, yeah, he's in rough shape now. You guys made quick work. Finish him. Poor Angier here. And Alaron, you're up. Okay, my bonus attack with the spiritual weapon is going to be 22. All right. That's a hit. That's five points. Five points. Is it a first level spell? Second level. Okay. And then I'm going to blast him with a second level guiding bolt. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Rolled a 17. So that's a 24. Nice. And we're looking at how many? Be looking at 5d6. Holy cow. 
all ones. <laughs> 11 points. Oh. 11 points. Yeah. Wow. Well, that is just enough to yeah. drop right. him. And he is down. The mighty thud crunch as he hits the new fallen snow. The bigger they are. <laughs> He's like, whoa, I failed. Yes, he did. Make sure he's actually dead. I do so. Okay. Okay, so he's he's dead, dead. Loot the body. Loot the body. You <laughs> hey, cool show. You look you look a little sore there. Ah uh, yes. So I'll go night. We'll do clear wounds and do nineteen points back to you. All right. Oh, very nice. All Feel good. better, Cool Show. And so you're back up to full, thanks to Bjorn, and now you have this mighty body line in front of you. So I, I would like to kind of scan everywhere looking around to see if something else is yeah, coming. Yeah, I don't think we're safe here now, yeah. are we? You uh you definitely hear uh more horn sounds and you know occasionally maybe a, a shout coming from towards Umberstone where you think um, Umberstone is. Do we see any more beacons, any more obelisks? You do not see any more obelisks. Um, but, uh, he was obviously sent to destroy this one for some reason. Well, we better be heading to Umberstone, it sounds like. I guess so. All right, put the fire out. I'll Do you have cool swag? Oh, yeah. Loot the body. Yeah, loot the body. I'll roll the tent up as quick as I can. Um, so we he just got it. is covered in, he's like sort of incorporated a lot of, you know, different pieces into his armor and his clothing, you know, a lot of pelts and skulls and things like that. Um, and, uh, but you notice on his, uh, helmet that he is fashioned together right in the center, uh, tied in is a large ruby that's probably worth 300 gold. It's, uh, about the size of a egg almost. That's well, pretty massive. And that's actually in the helmet? Yeah. You can pry it out. Uh, I'll just grab the helmet for now. That's okay. a big helmet. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah, I figure I could brandish this as a threat. Okay. And uh, so you guys are going to... So you're going to keep on towards Umberstone? I think we should charge Umberstone. Yeah, I certainly Umberstone. don't think yeah. we're safe here. Yeah, let's go. Let's okay. go. Um, so you guys head off and the storm is raging all around you and you can't really see much of anything, but you are able to follow the sounds of the battle up ahead and occasional crashes and thuds and booms and roars. And, um, you see fire light up the sky occasionally, um, and, uh, lots of stuff is happening. And it takes you a while as you're, you know, trudging through this now fairly deep snow against the wind, um, but you're able to make it. And uh, as you arrive, you see like a, two giants, you know, pounding on this massive uh, doorway that sits in between two statues of dwarves holding axes. And um, they're pounding on these doors and they're dead giants all over the place and uh you know the uh dwarves are up on the top of the 
uh, of the doorway. There's a little parapet that runs along the top and they're up there, you know, throwing down things, you know, shooting crossbows and just pelting these last two remaining giants. And they finally fall as you guys come upon the scene and are able to see it through the storm. And so it looks like the attack failed and the giants are dead. There's probably 15 or 20 of them. Wow. Well, that's good. Yeah. So you can see some, you know, as soon as the last giants fall, you know, there's there's kind of like this, you hear this kind of clank and grinding of gears and a little doorway opens up between the feet of one of the statues, the one on the left. And some dwarves come out and they're totally preoccupied with, you know, the, the giants and, you know, putting the, you know, finishing touches on them, making sure they're all dead. Do they even see us? Uh, they haven't noticed you yet. Wow. Well, we, let's go say hello. Okay. So you can go up and, and shout hello to them and, and they turn and they're, you know, all you know, ready to fight again. Um, and they're like, who, who goes there? So I'm going to be holding that helmet. I am Kulsho, giant slayer. <laughs> I'll say in Dorvish, we come as friends. And he looks, uh, he first looks at you, Kulsho, and then he looks at you and then he's like, friends, huh? You killed the giant? Just the one. We were hoping to take out more, but it looks like you've been busy. Uh, yes, this kind of took us by surprise. Fortunately, we heard the horns and, you know, we're uh, able to man the gates and, and keep them from, you know, breaking through. Uh, come come forward, you know, so we can see you. And what is your business here? We've been sent to ask for your help. We are emissaries of Queen Dothea. Emissaries, Queen Dothea. Hmm. Uh, well, you did slay a giant for us. Where was this giant you... He was up by the obelisk. He said he was going to destroy the obelisk. Ah, uh, clever, clever, clever man. All right. Well, we, uh, we thank you for doing that, for protecting the obelisk. Uh, that is much appreciated, strangers. I'm just not sure if we should allow you. We've, we, inside, we've sent emissaries away before. Well, tonight would be a good night to let us in. So if you guys want to roll like a persuasion or something. <laughs> is there an arbitrary, <laughs> you know, rigged test that we could do for you? That... <laughs> You're right. I got a ni uh, 19. 19? I'll say in, you know. Go, go, if you I was going to say 21. 21. I, I must be Cole because mine is seven. <laughs> you still. Just let me in. I got the two. So we're really lying. <laughs> <laughs> lying on you. So I don't speak, I don't speak Dorvish though. So I, I, are they able to speak? They probably speak common. I'm common? They, yeah. They're would, willing to? Yeah. All right. So you can speak to them in common and make your plea. Do you want to make a plea or I, just yes. say? No, I, I mean. Uh, we have come just to speak and um, would be happy to offer additional help should another attack come, but it is cold and it is dark and and we beg for your um, hospitality. 
Okay. So he, he looks at you and he's kind of nodding and rubbing his whiskers, you know, and... And I have a goat. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be a plus one. Yeah. Uh, he's he's like, oh, well, well spoken, lady, my lady. Um, Yes. Yes. The storm is still raging. Please, please come inside. Get, get warm. So he sends one of his men over and they kind of lead you in through the little doorway between the, the giant statue on your left. Okay. In we go. So you get inside and the, you know, he's says, uh, you can wait here unless you had someone you wanted to see in particular. Cause he would probably want to see someone of uh, military experience, someone of your, your general. Although they've all just been battling. Maybe yeah. we just give them a little bit. Okay. People are probably on edge. Yes. If you could put us up for the night, we would seek audience with your king in the morning. All right. So he, uh, the guard that came in with you, he leads you over to a little side room and he's like, this, this should be safe enough. Just please uh, don't wander off. Uh, we've got a lot of work to do. Uh, let's just stay put. If you need any food or anything, just holler for someone. I would be happy to um, assist if I can. Uh, not needed. We have it under control, but thank okay. you. Uh, the king is Orgel Bronzebeard? Dorgled. Dorgled? <laughs> uh, yes. Bronzebeard. That is our king. That's what we need to see. All right. So you go to this little side room. It looks like it's part of, a, you know, the, the gatehouse sort of area, but it's not being used for anything. And you can tell as he ushers you in that he does lock the door behind you so you can't wander off. Um, and you hear all sorts of, you know, shouts and, you know, people yelling for things. Uh, Bjorn can probably understand most of it. They're calling for work crews to come out and fix some things. And just on sleight of hand, I'm going to try to unlock the door and get an 18 on. OK, um, I, I will say that you managed to unlock the door. OK. Um, oh, overcoming the dwarven craftsmanship. Yeah, good job. And uh, <laughs> so lots of activity. You guys can just, you know. Lay out the bedrolls. Settle down for a while. We didn't get a full night's sleep, right? No. no. Yeah, well, I suggest maybe we, you can do what you would like, but I'm I'm pooped. <laughs> I'll yeah. go to sleep. I have to walk twice as fast as, you know, twice as much as you guys. A yeah. little halfling. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're not safe here. We're not safe anywhere. Yeah, so. That's right. All right. So you guys, you know, the, the whole, you know, commotion that's going on outside as they try to repair some of the damage and, you know, uh, take care of the bodies and things like that that are outside, um, you know, that kind of lulls you to sleep and you're able to finish your night's sleep and wake up the next morning fully uh, rested, rejuvenated. And uh, you'll be at a new level, too. <gasps> what? Sweet. Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah, I just did. Killing giants and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, you're now, what, level six? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So you made it to level six. Sweet. And, uh, you know, sometime after you, you know, a short time after you guys wake up, um, someone comes and opens the door. It's that original... Uh, uh, guard, Dwarven guard that you met outside to let you in. 
He's like, I'm here to take you to see the king. I assume that's who you wanted to talk to. Yes. Yes. All right. Please. Follow me, please. And uh, he leads you on uh, down this uh, kind of wide avenue and into Umberstone. Um, and I have a description of Umberstone here. And let's see if I can find it. So as you walk in to the main uh, area, you see there's a, uh, you're basically on a road that spirals down, down, down. And there are homes and shops and things built along the outer edge of this spiral. And in the center, kind of literally uh, holding up the weight of this mountain is this enormous statue of Durgan, the dwarven god. Um, and he's like holding up the ceiling of this uh, massive space. And these spirals kind of loop around this open area. Um, and so all he can see of the statue of Durgan is really the top of his head and his arms sticking up way above you, um, going up to the ceiling. And uh, you see there's a ton of activity. People, you know, shops are open, dwarves are running around, but everyone's stopping, to, you know, to look at you and to gawk and, uh, you know, throw things at you. Just kidding. They don't do that. Um, but he takes you down um, to the back of uh, Durgan's head, and there is a little kind of elevator rigged up. And you can walk in and he leads you into this little elevator and some mechanism uh, starts working, making all sorts of clanks and grinding and you start to be lowered down, down, down. And you go down through several levels of the Dwarven City and get to the bottom. You're basically at the base of uh, Durgan's feet now and you come out. And he leads you back around to the front of Durgan's statue. And there is a uh, large set of doors that uh, kind of lead into this pedestal sort of area where the statue is standing on. And, uh, and he said, you're about to meet the king and all of the clan chiefs. He said, everyone has been assembled. So we will ask you to say your piece. Uh, and then follow our king's commands afterwards. Do you understand? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Alaron's just staring at me, not going to say yes. I know, <laughs> I know. Um, and so he's, he's like, good, we'll allow you to keep your weapons for now, but if you should try to grab for them, I can tell you it will not end well for you. We mean no trouble. And so these uh, bronze doors ahead of you uh, open up and you are ushered into High Mountain Hall, the home of the Dwarven kings and queens. Is there a lot of golden gems in here? Like, just is it popular or around? very? Uh, it's very well crafted. Everything is very nicely done. All the stonework is, you know, obviously impeccable, very tight. And, uh, you know, but you don't see a lot of uh, extravagant or showy displays of gems or gold or anything. Is there a, a like a dwarven 
greeting that I would know just by Ansel would have taught or said to uh, greet the king? How how would I greet a dwarf? You know what I mean? Would I know how to, would he has taught about that kind of stuff or would he said something? You know, there you got the impression from Ansel that the dwarves didn't really have a ton of, you know, that sort of thing. It was all very... Got a whole lot of pomp and circumstance. Yeah, not like elves or, you know, they're very direct. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of things. They're like elves. <laughs> and uh, so you uh, start marching into this place. And as you enter, um, you see that it is, there are like tiers. There are six tiers on either side of this staircase that goes up. And at the top, there is a very... Uh, bushy bearded dwarf sitting on this massive throne that is very ornate and covered in gold and jewels and on each tier there are you know two or three uh dwarves um so these must be the the clan chiefs that he's talking about and you can tell that they are they are riled up they are grumbling they are unhappy uh to see you here and uh, another dwarf comes forward and um, he looks like he might be some kind of cleric or something. He's got long robes on. He's carrying this very ornate staff that is also bejeweled and glittering with gold and silver. And um, let's see. He comes forward and he clangs the staff on the, the stone uh, as he stands next to the king, who you presume is the king, and all the dwarves very kind of reluctantly, slowly, you know, clam up and turn and face uh, you as you enter. And he says, The king of High Mountain Hall, lord of Umberstone, and chief of the twelve clans of Durgan, welcomes you. His majesty, Dorgold Bronzebeard, also wishes to know your names. And he looks at you. I am Sir Bjorn Brislebum. Oh, yeah. Protector of the realms. Sir, I like it. I am, I, I am Sir Colshaw of Stormbreak, Giant Slayer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would like to present you this gift, the helm of one of your enemies, Anger. He who had desired to destroy your obelisk. And I will present that. The helm with the big jewel on it. Okay. Like, the guard that led you in will will take that and go and lay it at the bottom of the staircase, and you you get a slight nod from uh, Dorgold. It's looking down at you. Your Highness, you may call me Sir Nareem Smallberries. <laughs> uh, and I will bow. Okay. <laughs> And he inclines, his, name, is it? <laughs> he inclines his head towards you, Sir Smallberries. That is a stretch. Okay. <laughs> better with Sir Smallberries. Well, that's what Nareem gets for yeah. treating us that way last time. It's a nice old man trying oh. to help you out. Is that what it is? Okay. Uh, so th- am I lady? Is that it? I sure. don't want to be lady. I would uh, like to be Sir too. Okay, well, be yeah, Sir too. Sir, that's cool. Right. I mean, knights, female knights are dames. You could that... do that, and his... you can historically, call... this is a world where, if you want to be a sir, you can be a sir if you'd like. All right, that'll be sir. Okay, and I am Sir Thora Olafson. It is a pleasure to be here. 
<laughs> okay. So he nods his head again, and um, uh, the uh, the guy standing next to him, the the cleric, he says, you know, the king wishes to know your purpose here. We bring greetings from Queen Delthea and an urgent warning and plea for assistance. Okay, so at that, all of the, you know, uh, clan chiefs, they start shouting and like, you know, you know no, 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 be gone. <laughs> and they're, they're all, you know, upset and they're freaking out. And it's like all of a sudden a cacophony of, you know, them slamming their mugs of ale down and, you know, uh, banging their weapons against things. And they're just like, no, 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 trying to shout you down. And, um, but over that, you hear another loud sound that kind of, you know, reverberates through the chamber. And you, you see Dorgold is now standing and he says, silence. And uh, everyone is like, again, slowly like starts to quiet down, but they, they look, you know, they're all red faced and angry. And um, the uh, King Dorgold leans over to his cleric. The cleric turns and says, the king would like to speak with these emissaries alone. And we, he will report back to you, honorable chiefs, and let you know what the situation is. Please exit the chamber, if you will. And so they start grumbling again, but they slowly exit the chamber. And uh, you hear some doors, you know, off to the left and right, kind of clanging shut. And the cleric says, Please, emissaries, approach the king and... He gestures for you to walk up the stairs. Oh, okay. And do so regally. <laughs> regally. I like it. So you get to the top of the stairs, and um, he uh, is still standing, and he kind of ushers you back into a side chamber that's up past his uh, throne area, mm. and there's a, a little you know, dwarven sized table and chairs set up and a fire going and uh the a keg of ale. And a keg imagine. of ale. Uh he's got it all set up for you and he gestures for you to have a seat and he goes and takes the head seat and he says, Now what shall we discuss? And that's where we're gonna end the episode. All right. Okay. We have yeah. some time to think about what we want to yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> what are we actually going to say here? Huh. Please, 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 please join the war. Please help us. I will give 50 gold to Elrond to beg. <laughs> <laughs> Elrond's not above begging. Uh, that would absolutely work. Whatever's effective. Yeah, whatever's effective. Yeah. So you guys made it into the High Mountain Hall uh, and have a private audience with the Dwarven seems King. Seems like a victory all on its yeah. own. Yeah. yeah. Killed a giant. That was Not pretty good. For yeah. episode 30. Yeah, that actually uh, worked out quite well. Uh, you guys killed the giant and... I you was know, actually you know, excited to kill more giants. I was so ready yeah. too. I, I was, was like, ready. Oh, let's bring it on. I, yeah. I, had, I figured you guys would stay there because of the storm and wait it out. And so I didn't realize that oh. you would go and rush towards the battle. So I didn't have any of that... You know, oh. sort of planned out, but 
uh, worked out because I think it made more sense. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. Well, the dice rolled well. Got a couple. I got an Addy 20 in there. and Yeah. Yeah, you were on fire. Some lucky ah, person yeah, is going to get those. With the ah. fire dice. See what you did there. Yeah. Um, well, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. We'll see you all next week. All right. All right. See you then. Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying our adventure. To show your support for this podcast, please leave a rating or review on your preferred podcast app. Also, be sure to check us out at DungeonPatrol.com.